Dear Tamur, thank you so much for joining us at Global Royalty Organization. Uh, we are delighted to have you at World Aviation Festival. Uh, the industry had an amazing rebound after COVID, but undoubtedly it was a challenging 18 months for, the, uh, for yourself as a Chief Commercial Officer of Swiss. What were the key focus areas that you were looking at in the last 12 months and how they will differ from what you will be focusing in the next 18 months? Yes, first of all, thanks for having me. Indeed, it has been not only last 18 months, but the last three years have been tremendously difficult for all the airlines and of course also for Swiss. So thankfully we have turned the ship around and Swiss now is a profitable company and that's a great success in itself. We're also happy that we have brought back many, many new colleagues and also some of the old colleagues. So with the right team, I think we're very confident. Um, what has been observed in the last 12 months or so, of course, is the structural access demand of all the passengers coming back. So that's a very good sign. Flying is still sexy. And that's something that people have recognized as a need, as a fundamental human need. And that's something we, we really cherish. At the same time, we have seen a lot of constraints in the ramp up, but also structural supply side constraints, be it on the aircraft side, be it on the engine side, be it on air, traf air traffic control side, or also on, on uh, enough uh, manpower that we actually have to get back to the airline industry. So it has been quite challenging. Um, we have been doing quite well. And looking forward now, I think we are quite positive mm -hmm. that we continue on the successful economic track. Uh, we still will see for the next years the supply side constraints. We just have the example of the engines from Battle Whitney affecting almost the whole industry. Sure. And we will see other constraints still being prevalent over the next years, I would say even. Um, so I'm still positive about it because I think the airline industry really has now the means and the tools to face these challenges. Despite higher oil price and all these challenges, I think we, are, we will doing also rather well in 2024. Mm, it's good to hear, it's yeah. good to hear. But the customers definitely has a revenge travel. Um, as um, uh, we heard on the panels here, is that it's pre uh, even business travel is coming back. Um, SMEs um, are traveling more. And, um, but clearly the customer is in the center of the focus of a lot of airlines. Uh, partially because the demands and expectations of the customer slightly changed after COVID. What do you see on the Swiss side? Do you see a customer expectations uh, a shift uh, what kind of innovations or features you're bringing in your customer journey mm -hmm. uh, proposition to uh, uh, to answer to these demands? Yes, so the customer is and should be, of course, at the center of everything we do. And we have to say also that we disappointed thousands of customers in the last year, but we also brought millions of customers to their destination. And this summer was better than last summer. Still, there were a lot of topics where we disappointed customers. Uh, we had quite a number of baggage issues, uh, if you recall the current situation uh, in some of the airports and with the manpower that you see in some of the um, hubs. But uh, on the other hand, we are also doing a lot, I think, to inform the customer better now. We bring new digital products for self-servicing, rebooking a refund, all that can be done now either in the chatbot or even on the in the booking flow. So this makes the life of the customer in IREC situation also easier. So we see already a lot of change. We have learned it the hard way and um, I'm confident that with the new products coming that we are now developing, there will be even more features that will really help the customer to navigate from A to B. 
And I think that's the absolute basic necessity, the brick and mortar, we have to transport the customer from the place he starts to the place he really wants to go in time, punctually, hopefully, or more punctually than we currently are, but with a high stability. That's absolutely the key, number one prime uh, key focus for us as Swiss and probably the whole industry. It's quite interesting. Uh, at Global Loyalty Organization, um, obviously the focus of all our members such as Star Alliance um, or Emirates um, or Air France KLM is on um, delivering the best uh, full journey experience to the customer. A lot of airlines have started to implement uh, big data, AI, um, as you mentioned, chatbots, to personalize the experience mm -hmm. as, as, as much as they can, to deliver this unique mm -hmm. uh, uh, preferred client you know, approach. Uh, how do you see these uh, new technologies, big data, um, in, your, um, in your business? Uh, do you think it's uh, more of a challenge at the moment for airlines? Or you think that it's, uh, it will be implemented quite fast mm -hmm. in the yeah. coming you know, one year, maybe year and a half? As I said, the absolute key priority now is for us to fly the customer from A to B. And I think this is something we have to secure first. We're using all those technologies just mentioned already for these brick and mortar business elements. Mm -hmm. So in disruption cases, what uh, can you inform the customer? How can you handle with him? How can you get an automated hotel voucher tool which just introduced? Things like that. But it has to go beyond that. It has to go beyond the pure flying from A to B. It has actually to become an, a real true experience, a customer experience. And then we're talking about modern airline retailing. And this is everything from inspiration to post-flight engagement. And there are many, many topics which are in development there where we see really how we can excel, how we can make travel a true magic moment and the journey a true experience for the customer. Swiss is a member of Miles and More, and you're a member of a big family, um, uh, including Lufthansa and others. How do you see the loyalty program, and the loyalty maybe in the wider sense of, um, um, uh, wider sense, supporting uh, or delivering on the customer expectations, mm -hmm. customer experience? Is this a critical element, or you think that it's more of the cost center? No, of course, it's a very important element. It differs by the continent where you actually look at, and uh, loyalty is even uh, more important, I would say, now transatlantic in the US uh, than it's in Europe, but it is actually also a very high value in Europe. That depends also on the way loyalty is actually built. And in the US and transatlantic, you have also different value of credit cards attached to loyalty. It's not just the loyalty program itself. So there's a different business proposal. I think we can learn a lot from the transatlantic experience, but there are also elements of loyalty that we develop ourselves in, in Europe further. And I think one example is the new loyalty program revamp that we're doing for 2024. And here we differentiate clearly. We do not build this as a revenue-based loyalty program for accrual of your status, but we build it as a loyalty-based program. And that's the difference because we believe that the contact frequency with the customer has a value in itself. Mm. And loyalty also develops in the way you interact. Yeah. Loyalty has other forms which are important. It's the brand positioning. It's the question how the customer interacts, particularly the young generation, on platforms. It's a question of how you nudge customer with certain incentives. So loyalty can be created in many ways. But the traditional loyalty programs will further develop and we have to add new features to them. We have to add features of sustainability, green elements, which give recognition as well to customers who are sustainable driven. We have new features where we ensure the customer for certain mishaps, so anxiety management when something goes wrong. 
so that you can cancel, for example, also your, your redemption flight. And things like that are coming definitely in the future as additional elements of the traditional loyalty programs we see more to come. Very interesting. Um, one of the fundamental change we uh, saw at Global Loyalty Organization post-COVID is um, uh, what a tidal change was in the airline's uh, openness to the new partnerships. Uh, partially it was driven by the demand from customer side for more flexibility of um, spending points, uh, earn and burn. Um, uh, how do you perceive this as the uh, chief commercial officer of one of the um, uh, key European airlines? Do you think the partnerships, the wider partnerships, are critical uh, for the success? Uh, or you think still believe in single brand? Uh, uh, where is this balance? No, definitely partnerships will play an increasingly important role. And we have many, many partners, particularly in the loyalty sphere. There are hundreds of partners that we actually have. The question is how do we extend this now to the modern airline retailing? That means also in the wider space from inspiration to the post-flight engagement. And there's much more possible, particularly when you pool your values. First you have to identify what is the value to the customer and then you s can you deliver a product on that and maybe you bring the forces together with a partner to enhance that value for the customer. This can be done sometimes with not so much actually additional invest. If you just already pool data, if you already pool certain loyalty program elements, you can do a lot on that one. But you can go even further and design new products together. So I think uh, there's a lot of opportunity, particularly also with partners who are not necessarily coming from the airline world, but coming from other tra travel retail or retail space. And there, a lot of partners, I think, have shown interest. The good news is that the airlines are getting more and more open also towards these partners. So I think we are, we are opening up as an industry to it. There's a lot of technological challenges still, but it's the right way to go. Uh, Swiss, um, as you mentioned, had a very good revamp uh, of its loyalty and relaunch of its loyalty program um, earlier this year. And it looks like you're looking to enhance it even further next year. Uh, what was the most challenging uh, feature or part on this journey of mm -hmm. actually upgrading your loyalty program? Yeah, it's the Lufthansa Group loyalty yeah. program, not just Swiss. But uh, we also wanted to make it easier to understand. So simplification means also you have certain trade-offs and you have to always uh, see what benefits can you give to which customer in which part of the journey. So we want to make it simple, but we want to make it loyalty-driven, as I mentioned. So we want to have here really an interaction with the customer, an engagement, and we want to create loyalty by flying. So the flying will be still an essential element of the loyalty program. And I think uh, we will see how it's then, uh, when it's started next year, how it's perceived. Uh, we think it's a step forward. This year on uh, World Aviation Festival, there was a lot of topics, I mean themes, that were covered on the panels. You touched uh, on NDC and the new um, initiatives from some of the airlines. There was a lot of talk about AI, chatbots, um, and other technologies implementing. If you had a magic wand and had zero funding constraints, <laughs> which is of course ideal world, what feature would you implement immediately? Yeah, actually it's not only a feature, it's something we're actually doing now and this goes beyond the classical flying from A to B. We call it Swiss Census. It's actually a holistic customer experience. So we're bringing new seats, of course, but we will also bring a holistic experience with it. That means what you eat, what you hear, what you feel, what you sense. It's a holistic experience which applies and appeals to all the senses of, of, the, of the passenger. And I think with that, we will really differentiate. That's a very new thing. 
and it's going to be, I think, very interesting to see when it starts in early 25. We're getting all the new seats there on Intercont, and we will then bring the Holtzman Census program to life, and you're invited to test it. Oh, we'd love to. We'd love to. <laughs> Swiss are one of my favorite airlines, and uh, uh, you have a great brand in Europe. Uh, as part of GLO tradition, um, uh, for our members who are predominantly professionals uh, from the airlines, hospitality, and also other industries like retail and mobility, um, we, we always try to enhance the experience and insights. Um, from uh, the height of your experience uh, and the years in the industry, if you could give one advice to your younger self uh, starting in the commercial aviation industry, what that would be? Well, as you know, we are have a lot of challenges from legacy technology. So the big elephant in the room for us is the backbone of the offers and orders program. Despite all the shiny apps, we have still 60s technologies. So if I would give an advice is, uh, don't just think of metal, just think also of um, not only end customer perception, but also think how can we make the backbone, the big elephant in the room, a modern one and get earlier into this, be more inquisitive, be more disruptive and start to challenge the legacy earlier. And, and more forceful. We're doing it now, I think, we're on the right track, but it's taken us a long time to actually realize this is a precondition for all the great customer experiences. We have to also reform the offers and order system of the airline industry. Dear Tamur, thank you so much for your insights. It's really exciting to hear that actually there is a lot of underlying initiatives happening now. And we hope to catch you next year at World Aviation Festival and see how it progresses. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.